So it's been about 16 years you've been on this journey since 2004. What's been your biggest challenge? Well, first of all, it was opposition mainly from family, not friends. I had the vision. Just like I had the vision how my gray hair would look when it would all pop out and eventually be transitioned. I can imagine now that your gray hair looks so stunning. It's rewarding, right? When everyone yeah. compliments you on your journey. You pass through the mall. People are like, oh my God, your hair is stunning, right? Yes, exactly. That's what I get a lot of. And I say, it's my own. You're welcome to play. So the same <laughs> thing with properties. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. This is a special episode dedicated to women who've overcome extraordinary odds to reach their dreams of becoming investors. I'm Timothy Maurice, and as a behavioral psychology author, I'm interested in the conditions that shape our brains and ultimately our identity. We become who we are largely because of two major levels of influences. The first is social. Socially, we internalize thoughts and beliefs based on what we experience. The second is political. Politically, we grow up in environments where laws dictate key pillars of society, such as whether women are allowed to vote, if men are privileged in court over women, and in the case of the following research, just how challenging laws have made it for women to invest in property and control their own finances. In partnership with Carlo Mariani and the Property Hack Club, Carlo opened his database to me to allow me to have a conversation with 10 female property investors to document their experiences and share their lessons with the grand hopes that we can inspire both women and men to understand how we can better design society to help women thrive and overcome the historical, legal, and social systems that systemically favor men. Before we dive into the inspiring conversations I have for you, here are a few important historical facts to set the tone for why this conversation is so important. According to a recent F&B report, single women only make up 10% of property buyers. In just about every society around the world, husbands and fathers have controlled property and property rights for more than 90% of the past 2,000 years. I want you to let that sink in. In the southern part of Africa, it was only in 2010 that Act 11 from the Reform of Customary Law of Succession and Regulation protected women constitutionally from traditional cultures that excluded women from inheriting and investing in property. And even until this day, in certain rural areas, and this is all across the continent in the developing market, if the families agree, brothers can still be prioritized over women in the rights of land and property. Yes, this is still happening all around us. And I want you to be thinking about this as we go through these conversations. Just how much this legacy of patriarchy still sits with us. America was 72 years old before women in New York could invest in property. After New York came on board as one of the first states, it took 52 more years after this moment before the rest of the states granted this right for women. We have to be diligent in raising awareness of both the fight that women face every day and how history has created this aggressive landscape for which women have to operate. Fortunately, although slowly, progress is being made and the following women are a testament. Enjoy. Sulungeka, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Thank you, Tim. I want us to go back to the moment or the time frame where you decided that investing in property was something that was right for you. At the age of 
20. I was living in Johannesburg uh, in a one-bedroom townhouse. I was working and I was studying at the same time. And I was paying my rent normally. And then the, the company that was managing the, the rental, there was an old man there. Um, it was called Hummingbird Properties. So the, the old man said to me when he came to deliver the statement, sometimes he delivered the statements, he was looking after a number of, um, of units. And he said, you know, you've been here for a year. So why don't you just buy the place? And I thought to myself, what? I'm so young. What are you talking about? <gasps> I was so overwhelmed. I was just like, how could this person say that? And he actually came to speak to me a number of times, right? And, and the funny thing is the, the thing that made me take the decision is, is when he sat down and, and he showed me the, the, the difference in the, in the monthly payments that I'd be making in comparison to what I've already been paying monthly. And this man who was like an angel, right? It's like a yeah, yeah. property whisperer who came to you. Do you remember what age range he was? Listen, he was, listen, he was a, he was grandfather, somebody's grandfather. So I'm sure he was 70 even. Do we know that there are a lot of patriarchal influences where men try to isolate women and so forth. And there are just so many examples of really negative forces in this gender conversation. And then every so often you get a story like this. What's been your experience? You know, um, it's, it, it rears its ugly head in, in many different ways, um, unexpected ways. Um, there's innuendos everywhere. There's, I'll give you a small example. Um, when I was, building uh, my house uh, 12 years ago. I, okay, so I can be quite pedantic, right? So I would actually walk around with one of those little gadgets where you, where you can, it's called a, I think it's called a spirit monitor or something, but you actually check to see if something is straight, right? So I carried one of those and I carried a, a tape measure as well. Right. And so mm. anything that I saw when I was walking around the house every time, because, um, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd um, walk around to see if you're happy with the progress all of the time. And so because I am pretty thorough, I'd walk and I'd say, OK, you know, this step, I can't put my foot on it. Right. So it means that the step is not the size that it should be, right? Um, or I'd say, okay, the cupboard is going to fit here. It's going to be 600, 600 meters in. I'm measuring 600 meters. If you, have, if you put something here, you can't actually walk past, right? And mm. now I'm talking to male builders. I'm talking to male contractors. Um, everybody, there that's, everybody that's there is male. And let me tell you, they would literally, so they would look at me and then <laughs> would say, okay, I can't, I'd say this doesn't make any sense. And they would look at my partner to say, okay, so what do you, like, oh, must we change this or should we not, right? Wow. As wow. if I didn't just say something. So then I would have to, which is something that, you know, I found I've had to do a number of times and I, and I, I don't like that. And I'm sure I'm not the only woman that's got this experience. But you sort of have to get into a different mode, right? A different gear where you have to get aggressive or, or stern rather rather stern right and you and and when i turn stern i turn closer right i speak my language i say and i don't like to have to do that because 
Maureen, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. When you look around your life at all the the men, the the uncles, grandfathers, have men been supportive? Honestly, it's it's been very difficult. Around two years ago, when I spoke about property, whether with my husband or my brothers, you know, they were not really having it. And it's still seen as a male industry. And I think we have a long way to go to change that. And I think what we're trying to do, we're not trying to rule the industry, but what we're saying is we can also do it. So for me, the industry is really, you know, it's, it's slow, but the change is there. But on my side, uh, there was a bit of resistance uh, from the word go. I think coming from family, it makes sense because, you know, it doesn't really, they don't understand this industry. And especially because it's seen as, as a man's job. So sure. when you share with them that this is what I want to do, they already see you holding bricks and cement. And But um, I must say that when you take action, then they slowly come and, you know, give you the necessary support. What I love is that knowledge is powerful, right? It's like most people resist things because they don't have the knowledge. What would you say, Definitely. besides educating people around you, what would you say is the other thing? that has been the most challenging thing for you on this journey? Um, a lot of fear. You, you go through a lot of emotions, uh, fear being the most you know, strong one. You worry about choosing the right property in the right area. You know, there's just a whole lot of emotions attached to this thing. And I always say you overcome them when you're, involved in a group of people with similar goals then you realize that you all sharing the same fears and you actually you know overcome them just by taking action and I remember for me you know even just viewing or just you know making a call to an agent it was such a dreadful thing and it really took a lot of encouragement a lot of you know conversation with other women in property to actually go for it and take action and sign that first deal and then be happy. And then you realize that, oh, it's not so bad. Tumi, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Thank you, Timothy. When did you decide that investing was a hat that you wanted to wear? I've always seen or, or had this knowledge that there's bigger out there, there's solutions out there, there's beyond where I am. So where this property thing came in is when I moved out of my mom's house, my mom's house, like, listen, I'm leaving. I didn't have a place to stay. I went to crash with a friend for a while. Then we said, okay, we need, we cannot share a bedroom. We cannot share, share three quarter bed. <laughs> so we started looking for a place to, to rent a bigger place. I came across an ad in the local community paper, a new development, and it was for rental purposes only. So, okay, fine. We go in there. We are amongst the first tenants in. And then I immediately spot that there's already, there's a maintenance team around, you know, taking care of the teething problems. It wasn't long when I, uh, before I identified that, oh, okay, there's the lead foreman. And I started interrogating this poor guy every time I saw him. Who's the developer? Who's he? What does he do? Um, what's his background? Has he always been rich? Or, and then he just told me how, 
how he, this guy, it was a white guy, but how he struggled, how he's been there with him all the way, but they were driving in this old raggedy car and it was hard. And already at that point, I'm like thinking, geez, this is, this is it. Hey, imagine owning this entire complex. Everybody's paying rent. And I'm like, this is, this is the jackpot. At that point, I was not even um, phased by the magnitude of, of investment required for such a structure. But then I started that, that was the first seed to say, okay, property. So it was introduced to me from a development perspective. I still didn't know that there's more layers. Um, and so the journey began. But even at that stage, Timothy, I must say, I was still all over the show. I had lost my father in 2005. He was a businessman. So I was still like thinking corporate cannot be my destiny. But then I couldn't pinpoint which business line or route I'm taking. So it was property here, service station there, this there. And then, but as time went on, the property one just started taking shape and form. When you think about this journey, you know, despite all the challenges and so forth, what has been the most rewarding part of the journey for you? Besides the light bulbs at the property coach, um, but clinching the deal. I cannot tell you because I'm telling you at some point, I've gone through a journey where everybody around me has now knows, who knows me or who's close enough to me knows that to me is always going on about property is the way, property is the way. First of all, her financial circumstance or her situation is, is she does not exactly have a rich dad, rich uncle, or, you know, we, we seldom have those um, family members, you know. We've got black, black taxes for days. So it just seemed like a pipe dream. The dreamer, Vuyo the dreamer. Like I saw at some point I was the dreamer. And clinching the deal immediately transformed that. Immediately solidified the dreamer to an entrepreneur, to an investor, immediately converted the dreamer to a business strategy, a business, a real life tangible thing that now we know what she's been talking about. And, oh, she was not a dreamer after all. (laughs) So it was clinching the deal. It was going through it all. When you look around your life and you think about the men in your network, from family members to colleagues to just people in and around your network. From a women's equality perspective, have you found that these men have been supportive or created a lot of resistance because of traditional ideas about a woman, what a woman should be? First of all, within ourselves, before we even go to men, we don't trust each other. We don't, we don't support each other. We don't trust each other with with each other's money and business idea. And I found that before we even go to color or or anything like that, the man, if a man goes to a fellow man, it can be a colleague, it can be an acquaintance. If they say, I've got a business like this, satellites go up, I am listening. Listen, I've got them. And, And you hear that voice, listen, I've heard you talking about this continuously. Prepare something for me. I'm interested. So there's already a push. Not once in my 14 years has somebody come to me and said, listen, you have been talking about property for days. I've got something, 100K, that I can afford to just invest somewhere, put together some, not once. And the one time where I have reached out to uh, 
an organization, I won't mention it, for another business interest where I approached a person to say, listen, we, I need funding or I need guidance or I need a mentor. This male person, they, they, you can see that now this, it's like a trade-off. So now it's a trade-off. You give me, you scratch my back. You, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I'll scratch yours. And, and, and it is hard for a woman. It is How hard to get a mentor. That? No, I walked How away. You walked I walked away. away. I value my sleep tremendously. Colette, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Has society's gender roles where men are the provider, the traditional idea that a man is supposed to provide, has this impacted the people around you as you and your daughter seek to become property savvy? I haven't met with any resistance um, in terms of my broader circle of, of family and friends especially not in terms of um, the gender-specific role. Um, so definitely not in the broader circle. Because I did the cause with my daughter, within my immediate family, um, she was obviously very supportive because, like me, she also has an interest um, in property investing. So the resistance that I did get um, was from my husband at first, but not because of the, the gender issue. Um, he is actually very pro-gender equality um, and to a large extent um, property investing. But that was because he couldn't see or understand how one could, without physical cash on hand, make any further purchases um, or acquire a, a property without having your own money. So yes. uh, that was the, the, the inner resistance that, that I was faced in terms of trying to get him to, to understand what I've been taught, what we've been taught, um, and what is possible. What has been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome on this property journey? Timothy, my biggest challenge for me was definitely mindset. The change in mindset that I had to overcome went again, went against everything that I was taught and believed in. You, you know, our parents blessed them and, and we love them, but they had it wrong. What would you say to a young woman who you didn't know, not your daughter, but a young woman you did not know? about yep. becoming independent and starting this journey, just basically creating an investment mindset. What would you say to her? My advice would be, don't wait to start. Hi, Charmel. Thank you so much for joining us. When did you decide investing in the property space was right for you? When I bought my first property, that was about, sure, I think I was 23. Okay. <laughs> so it's quite a long while ago. And at that time, it was just vacant stands that the municipality was um, selling. So that was my first instance to get into property um, and we, without any know-how. Really? So what made you launch into it? Um, you know, I saw it as an opportunity and they were selling it at a steal. I think at that time, I bought that stand for about 68000 
brands and you had an opportunity to either redevelop it or after the three years has passed, you could then sell it. And what I did after that, I sold it for about 450 after three years. So I made quite a good profit. I think I've been one of the privileged few women who received a lot of support as well as guidance, um, as I had a few family members who has been doing the property thing, you know, buying houses, developing them, um, and then selling them. So I also learned a lot from them. Charmel, you seem very strong. You seem like the type is not going to sit back and wait for things to come to you. Do you think that's helped you in your journey at all? It has. I don't like the answer no until I've exhausted all avenues and I have to accept the no, but... <laughs> In general, I don't like the answer, no. So I will push until, you know, I do get something which is feasible for me. Okay. Along this journey, what's been your biggest challenge? Along this journey, um, I think it's actually my own battle with my mind because I've got so much things hanging on. And I think I let a lot of other stuff cloud my mind and my own knowledge journey to deepen where I am at and to really take this property seriously and, you know, to to make a living out of it. And, you know, with this whole pandemic, that has completely shifted my mind from as to where I'm at and what do I need to do to get to the next step. Oh, wow. And as you've tried to shift your mind and gear your mind, what is something you've done that's worked to help you focus? Um, you know what? I actually apply this that everything that I do, every, even if it's on a daily basis, and I try to really bring it into a daily basis because I do have a full plate, as most women do, um, is just to say that today is a day that I'm going to learn something new. Tandega, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Good day, Timothy. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You are a rock star. I'm so glad to have you. I decided to become a property investor last year, November, when I attended one of Carlo's seminars, which was still live before COVID. And from that day, I decided, you know what, this is it. This is what I wanted to do. It's just that I did not have the knowledge. But prior to that, I had two properties. One which was not, is not making money, like not cash flow positive, and the other is. But on that day when I attended the seminar, I made up my mind. I said, this is what I want to do part-time to make a passive income. What made you go? What made me want to invest in property, it's the leverage that one has. And also the fact that it will fulfill one of my dreams of traveling the world. So I will will be able to make money to be able to travel the places that I want to travel by myself, with friends and family, and also to leave a legacy. Um, I might not have kids of my own as yet, but I don't have any problem of leaving it with anyone in the family that will be available. So I'll want to leave a legacy and also to provide um, work for people. I'm one lazy okay. person and money to okay. work for me also. Where is one place you want to travel? I want to go to Greece. I want to imagine you're 16 years old. No, 18. Let's go back to 18-year-old Tandega. What would you say to her 
if she says, one day I want to be a property investor, give her some advice for me. Um, I will say to her, I will ask her why. But what I will say to her is go for it. And I will actually take her along the journey to say, go with me in this journey. Introduce her to Kalo. Introduce her to the things that I do. And make her realize that you don't need to have money. You don't need to be working for you to invest in property. You know, I'll just have to find out what is it that she can do. Can she speak to people? If she can then she will be able to create network in terms of finding out who's looking for a place to stay, what is it that she's good at, and things like that. Definitely, I will make her go through the journey at that age so that by the time she's my age, which is 36, she is a millionaire or a billionaire or a trillionaire. Madeleine, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Thank you for having me. It's not easy, right? Like, you have learned a lot. You have evolved. But what is one of the things you're most proud of about your own journey? The fact that I started, the fact that uh, I carried on, um, the fact that I pushed through to all the challenges that I, I never gave up. Sometimes you have ideas or dreams, and but you don't do much about it. I, I met so many people who have dreams, who have ideas, who have this vision of the things they would like to achieve, but who don't actually go after them. So for me, Although I was, it was not easy. And for years, many years, I mean, from the time that seed was planted in 2006 to the time I bought my first property, it was eight years. And during all wow. those eight years, I was just reading books on property, reading articles online, trying to get finance from the banks. And every time I was rejected for this reason or that reason, I could never get a, loan, a home loan. So but I never gave up. I just carried on and carried on for eight years until I got to the point where I got my first home loan approved. Ntabi Singh, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. I'm grateful to be able to interview an investor guru like you. Well, what, is the, what would you say was the one thing that's been the most challenging that you've learned? A base with no knowledge. You will go off tangent. You know, I thought I exposed myself. I thought the three workshops that I did in 2016 was all I needed. Yet I found that that is not. You need to have a proper base. Property, anybody can go into it. But let me tell you, that's a technical field. So you're saying you need to know the details, the ins and outs, the terms, the policies, all the technical details. Yes, that's the technicality about it. It's just not something that you walk into. A lack of knowledge base is the biggest problem because you will just be everywhere and make a lot of mistakes. My other learning was more in terms of what is your self-mastery? You know, what have you put in place where you, you know, you have your financial management? It comes into place. Your um, operations management, it comes into place because you're running a business now. Normally, as we start businesses, we are a business and it shouldn't be like that. But constraints, because it's a long, property is a long-term thing. You find that you're doing yourself, uh, you know, you, you do a lot of work yourself. And uh, reality is that you're doing yourself a disservice because you should be doing a development more than, you know, uh, uh, being a business yourself. But we have to do that because... Otherwise, you won't be able to carry stuff and their overheads. 
All right, Millie, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Thank you. Thank you. What would you say to a young woman in your community who wants to become an investor in this space? What would you say to her? What I would say to them is that they should never fall for the stigma that a woman should never invest in property because the reality is the future is not guaranteed. Even though people might try to put their experiences as an example or a way of trying to scare us, only God knows what tomorrow holds. So if they have the opportunity to invest, they should just grab the opportunity and not start 10 years later like I did. What I can say to them, they should just grab the opportunity and never look back. The way we're going to do this is we're going to close this conversation by you giving advice to a young woman who dreams of being like you, Tumi. Yes. So this is your moment. Take it away. I am fully cognizant of the derogatory challenges that we women face in pursuing our dreams, goals, and ambition. The pursuit of such dreams, even if they are within uncharted male-dominated territories, should never be about proving a point, but rather about you being true to you, your goals, your dreams, your ambition, and your belief in you knowing you have what it takes. No road to success is easy. Any entrepreneurial path is very difficult. But what sets you apart is the courage and belief to push through the fear, the doubt, the anxiety, the lack of support, the dark clouds, the dark days, to push through even when the odds seem, and I use seem as an operative word because often where we are in our minds is not as bad as it actually is. If you just open up to a person, you'll find that the solution is closer than you think. So even when the odds seem stacked against you, push through Thanks so much to Carlo Mariani, the property coach in the Property Hack Club, for investing so much attention and energy in ensuring women have the tools to chart their future and leave a legacy in their own names and not their brothers and fathers. And to all the women that participated, I'm encouraged and inspired by all of your journeys. Thank you. And finally, thank you for listening, for sharing and joining the mission of gender equality by championing the cause of women's equal rights. Please comment and rate the show. Until next time. This is our time. <laughs> this is our era. We will make it. Thank you so much for, for being, for you doing this. You are already saying, I got you. Yeah. But thank you we, so we much. We're in this together, right? Yes. We're in this together. Thank you.